All righty, so I'm joined by Lucas Hogue coming back to town September 8th for our In the Street concert. Haven't seen you since the 4th of July. How's it been? Man, it has been great. Things have been fantastic. We've been touring all over the world, and uh, the new single is just killing it right now. So when you were in here last year, I should say last 4th of July, you had Dirty South. Right now it's The Power of Garth. I just watched the music video for that, a very personal video. We wanted to do something intimate to kind of reflect how I grew up on Garth music, and, and it just really impacted my trajectory in the country music world even from a small small age there the nice thing about it it breaks the trend like the last couple of videos i feel like have all been pretty girls and drone shots <laughs> yeah true what was it like casting the kid you had to cast a young you what was that like it was crazy the producer of the show from fly high films he's the guy who actually sat there and looked through everybody and he's like trust me i've got this i was like all right man go for it because he asked us for like pictures from when i was a kid all that stuff. And I even had pictures when I was in the Garth Brooks white and black shirt. <laughs> was one of my grade school pictures. The kid looked so similar to me at that age. It just blew my mind. And then when he shows up on set that night when we were starting to film, he and I literally show up wearing the exact same thing. Nobody told us what we were going to wear, nothing. Down to the shoes, we all had the same Adidas on. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. So with Power Garth doing so great, it seems like you're on top of the world. You're also flying around the place. You surprised the Southwest flight, it looks like, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, Southwest and I partnered up for the Live at 35. And they're so much fun, especially when it's a surprise for everybody on the plane. And we just get up there and play some songs, and, and they send out some autograph cards and stuff. And we just hang out and have fun the whole way. It's pretty great. Did you do that while you were up in the air, too? Yeah, we actually do the concert while we're flying, probably about an hour and a half into the flight when it kind of smooths out. They take the no seatbelt sign off. The Southwest crew sets up the PA, and we get up there, and we just jam out for a little bit. Okay, that makes so much more sense, because I was like, wait, are they doing that? Like, do you just pop up before the plane leaves? Like, hold on, everybody, your flight's going to be delayed about 20 minutes for a show. Yeah, I'd be the first one thrown off the plane. So I also was looking back on your Instagram feed. looks like you do game nights. How common is that, and is it just Pictionary? Oh, no, man. we got a weak group of friends down in Franklin area. Megan Alexander, who's the host of Inside Edition, she's one of my best friends, and she hosts these game nights because she has this monster house down there and julianne huff's sister will come and it's just a fun fun time and we start out the night when we all walk in they put celebrity names on your back and you have to interact with each other to figure out who you are so the person's like giving you clues to figure out who the celebrity is that's on your back it's really fun and you're able to get to know new people that are coming in really well to get to talk to them and stuff but it, we switch it up every time and you never know when we're going to get to do it because all of us travel so much so when everybody sends a text they're like hey i've got these dates and we just narrow it down so maybe once every other month we have a, a cool game night the name of ribian likes to garth brooks on your back nobody's done that yet that'd be great right and also this is probably the least important question i will ask but i have to know because when i was doing my research i found two different spellings of extreme devotion is it with so, just a big x in the front or is it extreme it is with the big x Oh, there we go. That was so much fun. I was just out of high school, and the Lutheran Chapel at the UNL campus was looking for worship leaders. They had me come in, and I was actually a drummer for the worship band there while I was taking some classes in Milford. And I started playing drums for the worship band because that's what I always did. I was a drummer forever and ever. And they were like, hey, man, do you know how to play guitar? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play a little bit. And they're like, okay, cool. Start playing guitar, and they're like, hey, do you like to sing? I'm like, I love to sing. And they're like, cool, cool. So I ended up going to pretty much from drummer to guitar player to background singer to being the worship leader probably within i don't know three or four months and 
and we start playing at other churches and just having a great time. And I still had my southern rock band going called Southern Cross and my country band going called Borderline at the same time. So it was fun. I played everything that I could get my hands on. I think it's incredible that any group would make its drummer no longer be a drummer. Those are so hard to find. Right. I didn't know if I was offended or <laughs> I got promoted. <laughs> Um, you, you need to do something else. <laughs> so, uh, can you maybe play guitar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when that didn't work, can you sing? <laughs> you actually had a single on the show Smallville back in the day. I did. It was straight up, you know, pop rock song that I had written. I was a huge fan of the show already. I met Laura Lynn, who manages me and has been doing an amazing job for the last 10 years. And as soon as she met me, she's like, she comes from the TV and film world. Said, Are there any shows that you're watching right now that you love? And I was like, yeah, Smallville's my favorite. She's like, bring, send me 15 songs that you think would go on the show. And I was like, well, you don't say. I already had like 20 songs that we had written that we thought could go on the show. And me and my buddy, Corey Barker, and sent them off. And she sent them off to the music director. And If Only I Could was one of the songs that got on there. And it was so much fun. It was one of my favorite songs anyway. So it was really cool to see that song on on my favorite TV show, and then things start taking off after that, you know. So the thing that blows me away about that, too, is now the CW is practically all superhero shows. Are you watching any of them, like The Flash or that? Absolutely. The Flash, Green Arrow. Is there any one of those shows you'd love to have one of your songs on right now, or is there any TV show in general you'd love to have a song on? You know, I would love to have my song on any of those superhero movies, honestly. I think it would just be super cool. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of shows out there. I, I used to do a lot of background music as well, anything from French accordion music to uh, Polynesian flute music and you just never know I had catalogs and catalogs because I was building a catalog for film and TV there's a show called Burn which Washington buys back in the 1700s and I think it would be really cool to do some music for that show I just think it'd be awesome yeah I was reading it said you scored an HBO show but I can't find out what show that is do you remember well it wasn't just one particular show we scored I had over 250 songs that they played in different TV shows across their whole spectrum so it was a lot of background music from anywhere from like 50 seconds washes to minute orchestral songs that they would have in the background of like you walking through an art gallery or something. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. So you got like a giant library of music that people haven't realized have been listening to you already. Exactly. It said that you started kind of like writing poetry and that's transitioned to your songwriting. Do you do any uh, traditional poetry writing still? You know, I really don't. I pretty much dive all the way into songwriting. My mom used to write tons of poetry and still does and had a few books published, children's books and things like that and poetry books and where I kind of get my, uh, it comes naturally to me by way of my mom, I believe. I started cultivating that into a songwriting at a young age, and, and the poetry kind of went to the wayside. <laughs> so with your songwriting, are you uh, someone that uses the memo app on your phone? you write and you just singing into your phone? Where are you keeping all your song ideas? It's all in my phone now. You know, when I first moved to town, everybody was like, uh, nobody, you can't be on your phone. While, while we're writing, I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm actually got in the memo. They kind of looked at me like I had three eyes because nobody was using <laughs> laptops or iPhones or anything. I was like one of the first I felt. I got reprimanded quite a few times in my in my first <laughs> songwriting set. In the street, you're coming here September 8th. That is actually just, it's a stage we're setting up on an intersection here in downtown Frederick. So from playing on streets to fairs to big venues, what what's your favorite kind of place to play or what do you get out of playing in different venues? You know, I honestly, and this is no... Yes, I love them all. I love the intimate three-piece acoustic setting with maybe a few hundred people in the audience to the big stage and light show. They're all fun in their own way. If I had to pick one, I just love being able to interact 
close with the crowd. So I love the intimate acoustic thing because you get to tell your stories and maybe sing a couple ballads that you normally wouldn't sing at a big festival. And then going straight to the main stage and just melting people's faces. I love doing that as well. So being on tour all the time, that's a lot of traveling. You don't really get to see a lot of where you're going. Have you had a chance to hunt or fish at all this year? This year, I've gotten to do a little fishing and some turkey hunting up in Idaho. And we fished down the Snake River up there as well. Man, it was so cool. We were able to catch some sturgeon. I mean, these things are dinosaurs that are, they don't know how old these fish are, like 100 years old. They're just catch and release. It's amazing when you're up in those places getting to fish in, in these different climates and stuff like that. We started out in the deserts of Las Vegas, flew up Wyoming and fished down, and we were getting snowed and rain and everything on us, but it was such a blast. We went over to Idaho and we did some turkey hunting, and I actually got a uh, gator hunt coming up the day I get home from Europe, and I'll be gator hunting in this September 10th. Right after on the end of the street, you'll be getting gators like two days later? Two days later, man. I'll send you some pics. Oh, man. No, please do. I want to see. I would 100% want to see some gator hunting. Well, that's absolutely awesome. So you're coming into town. And my final question for you, has anyone else have you assigned a hobby horse since we last met? No, buddy. You are the first and only hobby horse I've ever signed. Fantastic. I'll have to bring it to the uh, on the streets. <laughs> Deal. We're going to have to have another race. Do you have any message for anyone that's going to be uh, seeing you in the streets? Just looking forward to seeing everybody up there. Can't wait. It's going to be a fun, fun day. And looking forward to shaking your hands and uh, getting to know everybody as much as I can. There we go. Can't wait. Can't wait. Have a great one. Thank you for your time. Thanks, buddy.